Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> happy Monday. If you're <laughs> I almost said happy birthday. It's you're... somebody's birthday. It is somebody's birthday, so happy birthday, you Pisces, Aries. I don't know if we're still in Pisces season, but you... Mm-hmm. You spring, bitch. It's, a, it's like the first official day of spring, right? It is. Yeah, because it's March 1st. <laughs> okay, sorry, headphone users. Um, Happy spring, everyone. Yes, happy spring. Welcome to Wanna Spring Podcast. <laughs> no, Wanna Match Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Sydney. And this is a podcast where we come together every week. We match, and then we try and explain a topic that we previously researched. And they are broad and funny and we are chuchanga throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Great. After this, yeah. Yeah. So Put a little bow on it. <laughs> we normally start out every episode with our rose and bud. I didn't tell me I was gonna do this. What? So Oh my god. I was watching TikTok as I always do for hours every night. Yeah. And I came across one that was a little funny, but it actually got me thinking, and so I want to poise this question to you. Okay. And I also want to poise it to our viewers. Okay. So, oh fuck. Who was it? Um, it was me. Oh, you asshole. I got a bumble message. Probably Ugh. not gonna respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch, go off. <laughs> anyway. We're not res- we're not doing anything with I think the- I've decided I'm done dating. This is a personal aside, but I'm just like kind of sick of being sad about it. Me too. I'm done dating. All you mid, like early mid twenties people out there who are in the dating field, you know what we mean. It sucks. Yeah. I think that I'm going to take the summer off and do a full hot girl summer. Yeah. But that's what I said last summer after I went through a breakup and then I was just sad the whole summer and then. Yeah, that's true. I found out my ex had a new girlfriend. Okay, okay. Anyway, this is So anyways, yeah, me the question, Sorry. please. So I saw the TikTok, and it was said, I used to be upset that I was just fueled by rage, but then this person was talking to their therapist, and their therapist said, everyone has to go through life being fueled by something, Oh. and if yours is rage, then that's okay. And then this person was like, I'm just a hater at my core, and I'm kind of a hater. You are kind I'll of a hater sometimes. I'll admit like, it. I like being a hater. Somebody has to be the hater. I snapped at Sydney the other day because I felt like she was a hater. We I don't think we, I was being a hater. I we, was just... We haven't discussed this either. No. <laughs> but we're sober, so right. we can. Yeah, I, I... I think tensions were just high, yeah. and I was just tired. <laughs> yeah, but I felt like she was being a hater, so I was like, what's your problem? I was in a bitch, but I was like, what's right. your problem? I just... You know, it's been like, right? And I was like, I'm just like being my normal <laughs> hater self. But and it was fine. just more And then we just moved on me. and had a yeah. great night. And that's why we're best friends. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've been thinking about this. So mm-hmm. my question is, what fuels you in your life? Um, and you can take time to think. Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this, and I think my fuel is to understand. I'm always searching to understand. Oh, always. Yeah. That I'm is always yours trying for to sure. find the reason why someone thinks that thing that they do, or how something works, or. Like, that's always my goal. So, that is mine. That is yours. Here's, okay, my first one was my, what fuels me is validation. Okay. But I don't think that that's fully true. I just, like, started to think about my love languages, and I feel like, like, um, words of affirmation are definitely up there. But I think that what fuels me is, um, we can take time to think. Yeah, I need to... Maybe we do a little matchy-match and you can think about it while we're doing that. Okay, yeah. Everyone, definitely tell us what yours are, and I'll come back from the matchy and know what I what fuels me. I just thought that was an interesting Yeah, that thought. is an interesting thought. Yeah. I think that what fuels me is, like, um, 
this is gonna is like productivity I feel that for you yeah yeah like I I really okay so I just figured out mine thank yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> okay but um I just like am so obsessed with like using like I get a weird boost of serotonin when I use the rest of like my shampoo yeah I'm like I get to buy a new one <laughs> it's like I use it all to it's like Emily like any productive hours that she can have will have. be used as productive hours yeah like, I'm a big fan of maybe taking a rest. Yeah. Or, you know, like... I'm, like, constantly doing five things at once, which gets overwhelming, right. and it's not amazing when I need help and I bottle it up. But I feel like when I am being productive, like, I had a really productive day today, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, like, oh, on top of the world. Right. You know? Like, you're you're fulfilling your life's purpose. Yes. Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay. That's mine. Those are ours. Sounds like a perfect recipe for a podcast, if you ask me. <laughs> productivity and understanding (laughs) okay um we can still do rosenbud if you want i just uh, oh no i think that was a really good like okay cool like into our souls yeah we're just learning more about each other i know we are and they're learning more about us Um, and we want to know more about you yeah so please find our social media at want to match pod on every single platform you can email us at want to match pod uh at gmail.com yes we still need to respond to joycelyn's email fuck yeah we do i've really dropped the ball on that yeah i'm sorry i dropped the ball on a lot of things no it's okay um, okay, so topics. Topics. Geez. I think it's you I go me. first. Yeah, you it's go first. weird because three is an odd number, but zero is an even number. Zero <laughs> so is hard. not even really. It's just like a. It's an anti number. Yeah, it's just a. Whatever it's called. It's just a. Yeah. Digit. <laughs> I don't. Know, <laughs> I don't know, bro. Um. Okay. My topic this week is a little bit of us. Oh yeah, this is your. It's a conspiracy, but it's like not scary. I don't think. Okay. Well, we'll see what I'm right. <laughs> um, it is called the Beale Ciphers. I have never heard of that in my life. It's a little national treasury. Okay. So very okay. exciting. I am ready for it. I'm I'm ready to get spooked the fuck out right now. Okay, cool. Um, I am doing chewing gum. Ooh. Just history, fast facts. Why? I'm like having like deja vu right now. Really? I feel like you've already done this, but you haven't. I have obviously. not done it. I have have we talked about this? <laughs> I like really like am having days. You like it. knew that I was gonna do it? Well, no, like I just feel like we've already done it. Like in my head, I was like, oh, we've already done that. But I like we obviously have not. Promise you we have not done it. Because that would be something Emily would do, and so she would know. Yes. And I we're doing chewing gum. I actually think I might have it on my list. Really? Yeah. I think that's well, why. cross it out, bitch. We're doing it <laughs> okay. <today>. Well, <laughs> all right, you heard it here first. The Beal Ciphers and Chewing Gum. And that and we will be back very shortly. Do you wanna match? Let's match. Okay, well, we're just rolling here. Um, did you share it with me? Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> you gotta use that sound for something. Yeah. Uh, the countdown. Yes. It's the final countdown. Lasers. Yes. We have lasers in the room. Can you tell? <laughs> can you... Actually, I do have a request. What? Can you turn on that lamp so we can turn off this awful overhead yes. light? Yeah. I hate overhead lighting. Yes. Oh my god, no. Oh my god, no! 
Wait, what happened? This fucking thing. Oh, one of our cabinets fell off her uh, desk. I like leaned too far back and it pushed it the wrong way. Don't tell my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta get a fucking. I literally saved all the screws. Yeah. So I just have to screw it back in, like where he screwed it. But it didn't strip anything, Dad. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How was your break? Ours was great. We it was kind of a long break for us, but it was needed. We were catching up. We were catching up. We hadn't seen each other in a couple days. Bite me. <laughs> yeah, God, you guys are so rude. We spent like one full day apart, and we're like, we need I to catch up. Seen you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an eventful couple days. I will yes. say that. Yes, it really has. Okay, Thomas Beale. Let's what is start the, with that. Can you pronounce this whole title? The Beale Cipher. Cipher. Okay. Yes. So, we're going to start with Thomas Beale, the man who created the Beale Cipher. So, Thomas! Thomas. I gotta put my phone on, do not disturb it, but keep going. I don't know if mine is now, so take a break, everyone. Put your phone on, do not disturb. And listen in. Yeah, buckle (laughs) up, bitch. Um, Okay, so, our story officially starts in 1817, when a group of men are buffalo hunting... In a Spanish province known as Santa Fe de Nuevo, Mexico. Go off. Um, which is modern-day New Mexico. Okay. So, America is a thing, but I don't it's always small. know if um, Arizona is first or New Mexico is first. I don't think it matters. Like, what do you mean? Like, context, geographically like, yeah, or, like, like, by history? No, no, no. Like, if you're going from east to west is... Yeah, I have no fucking idea. Like, which... I know exactly what they look like. But I wouldn't be able to say that one's Arizona and that one's New Mexico. Yeah. And that's just a problem. And my best friend lives in Arizona. Yeah. Shout out to Jennifer. I think, like, with almost all my being, and this is going to be wrong when I say it, too, is I think Arizona, Arizona is right next to Texas. I agree. On the closer east. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll take a look at our next map. I section. think that New Mexico is closer to California. Yeah. Clearly, we don't live in either of those states, no. just so everyone knows. <laughs> well, they know we live in the Midwest, obviously we don't. <laughs> um, okay. So, there's a group of guys. Basically, what they would do back then. Yeah. This was, like, during, like, the hunting, trade, like, trapping yeah. era of America. Okay. They would go on these big hunts for this big game for, like, months. And they would travel around and follow the herds and, like, do the whole fucking thing. And then they would bring all their stuff back to sell. Okay. So, they would leave their, like, families, basically. Yes, yeah. So, an expedition. One might an say. expedition, yeah. Yeah. Um, as the men are hunting, they stumble upon a cave filled with silver and gold and other precious metals. The men decide to stop the buffalo hunt and start mining the cave for all of the metals, obviously. Yeah. Duh. Yes. So, duh, duh. after 18 months, um, they finished mining the cave. Like, they mm-hmm. went as far as they wanted to go. And um, they decided to send all of the treasure that they collected back to their home state of Virginia. Oh, no. To keep it safe until they came back from their hunt. Because they they were like, what the fuck should we do with this now? Like, we have all this rich. Like, what do we do? And then we were like, well, we have to finish this hunt. Yeah, but who's going to take it? And Well, they wanted to know where it... I don't know. I I I don't know. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying, like, who is going to... Like, take it back to Virginia, bro. Right. Okay. Like, this is kind of a big task to do, and you'll see. So, they end up deciding that one of the men in the group, Thomas Beale, Thomas J. Beale, 
is going to take the loot back for them until they can all return. So they're going to say, they're going to break one guy off from this troop. He's going to be in charge of the treasure. He's going to secure it back in Virginia, and then he's going to meet them back out there. Okay. So. I don't love that idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> So, Beale ends up taking many trips back and forth from New Mexico to Virginia. I think I have a picture. Bedford County, Virginia is where they're from. Go off. Um, and he ends up burying the treasure up in, like, the hills of Bedford County, Virginia. Okay. Like, I think it's pretty mountainous area, pretty hilly. Okay. Um, you know, the, this is, like, the Appalachians, right? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Don't we quote me on that, but I have no idea. But it's we like need to stop talking about geography. Well, okay, at this point it doesn't matter because yeah. like America is not modernized. Like right, this right, is right. very early America, so a lot of this like These even if Bedford really County, stink. Virginia is the fucking biggest city in the world at this time, it wasn't. It was like a lot of yeah. like wilderness, dense right. wilderness. Um so all these you know what I'm noticing right now? Yeah. The the edges of a lot of the like, the state lines of a lot of the East Coast places are so jagged. Yeah, it's kind of like they weren't, like, paying attention to what they were doing when they were drawing the, the lines. Yeah, it is very odd. I, I we need to talk about how states were formed yeah. <laughs> at a different time. There okay. used to be a show on History Channel called How the States Got Their Shape. Really? Yeah, dude. We should watch it. We should watch it. God, that's probably going to be so boring, but <laughs> I'd be kind of into it. Yeah. Like the dog grooming videos. Yeah. I've been watching them. Okay. So, he ends up making many trips back and forth, like I said, and the total treasure ends up um, being over 1,000 pounds of gold and silver. Holy fuck. That's a shit ton. Yeah. So, the inflation calculators don't go back to the 1800s. Yeah. So, I couldn't see what it would be worth. Back then. Yeah. But today, it's valued at over $65 million Holy worth of treasure. Holy shit. Yeah. Just like, buried in Bedford Buried County. in Bedford County. <laughs> Once Beale finishes burying the treasure, he ends up writing three letters that contain information about how, um, where the treasure is and how to find it. Because okay. basically, I think hunting was kind of like a dangerous job. Yeah. Like, it's, like, they're traveling, like... Yeah. There's, it's just like not modern technology. So like yeah. a lot of people would die or like get lost or like whatever. Yeah, get sick. Right. And so, um, in the first note, he wrote about the location of the treasure. Mm -hmm. In the second note, he wrote a description of what the treasure contained and its true worth. Cause that all of everything that we have is just an estimate based on what he wrote in this note. Um, and the third note, he detailed the owners of the treasures and their relatives so that if anything happened to them on their mission, they could still take control of the treasure. Yeah. He's basically claiming it. Yeah. Like, this is our fucking treasure. Yeah. So, the men wanted to ensure that their um, treasure would stay safe and secured while they were gone so in where, case they so, didn't come back. Sorry, where is he sending these letters? Okay, so hold to on. To the hunters? No. Okay. He okay. just writes these letters. Yeah. And then, so he writes the three letters. Yes. Then he encrypts the letters okay. using a cipher that he created. Okay. And then he decides to leave. He puts all of the um, letters and a like note about who he is and like some other important documents mm -hmm. in a box. And he leaves the box with a trusted friend and innkeeper, like a local well-known man in the city who was like highly respected. Yeah. Um, a man named Robert Morris. Okay. So 
Let's talk a little. Let's Does pause. Robert Morris know what's in the box? No. Okay. He just says, basically, he leaves it with Robert, and he's like, if I don't come back, open this. Yeah. And, like, there's important information in there for, yeah. like, our families. Um, he says specifically, do not open the box under any circumstances unless he and his men don't return from their mission after 10 years. Okay. So. He then says to Morris, he's going to go back to his hunting trip and in a few months, he's going to send him a letter Mm -hmm. that basically has a key to the cipher. Okay. So that the cipher, if they don't return, can then be encrypted and he can the people's families can get their treasure. Yeah. Um, that note never arrives. So the letter got lost. It never got sent. Yeah. We don't know, but he never gets a key for the cipher. Okay. So now there's these notes with a cipher that we don't know the key for. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about ciphers. Cause okay. do you know like what a cipher is? I mean, I know that it just go ahead. Yeah. I just have a basic I don't know how to, I don't know how to give a definition of it. Right. So. so a cipher is an algorithm for encryption or decryption that uses a series of well-defined steps that can be followed as a procedure. So there's like a couple different types of ciphers. One of the most common ciphers that we have in like pop culture is the Zodiac killer note. Oh yeah. Where he writes that cipher. Yeah. Um, well, and I just think about it like it looks like code, but it's not zeros and ones. Right. It's letters. Yeah. So basically like what a lot, a very common type of cipher is to um, make a code and then have the code match up to like an unimportant document mm-hmm. and then have the key so that you can match up the letters to make yeah. it spell what you're actually right. trying to spell, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, and we're going to talk about that later. Yep. So he leaves the cipher. Now we're going to jump back into the story. I just want to make sure we were all on the same page about what a yep, cipher even yep. is. It was basically just, a, it's just like a secret code. Yeah. And the key, you have to, somebody has to know how to fucking, what Solve. the code means. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, so as you can probably guess, the men never returned from their trip. Oh shit. No letter ever came. No letter ever came and the men never returned. And I could not find a single information about what happened to them. Like, it's just not stated anywhere. Like, they just all assumed they just died. Yeah, they probably just died of, like, dysentery yeah. or, like, yeah, yeah, a yeah. fucking buffalo attack or a tornado or something. <laughs> buffalo attack. <laughs> Attacking buffalo. Um, Stampede. It's actually kind of cool. When I was on safari, I was just thinking about this today for some reason, and now it's coming up. But when I was on safari in Africa, we stopped at this, like, overlook that's, like, um, and it had a list of everyone who had ever died in this national park that we were in. Because only, like, 12 people had ever died inside the National Park that they, like, knew about. Or, like, there was only, like, 12 separate deaths. And one of the big ones that... And they listed, like, how everyone died. It was, like, weird. But it was cool because a lot of them were poachers. So I think that's probably why they listed them. Um, But one of the, like, groups of poachers died by rhino attack. So, like, the rhinos had attacked the poachers and they had died. Oh, my God. Yeah, very interesting. Anyway. (laughs) So, after 10 years... Morris opens the box and he finds all the information. He reads about it and he, but it's in code still. Well, like in the box, there was a document explaining like what the ciphers were and the point of it. And so the key was in there too. The key was not, but a description of what the like, Oh, what he didn't just hand him a box of three. No, yeah. No, I know. But like, but like, yeah, the I get there it. wasn't like, a key, but there was an explanation of what list. the there was an yes, there was yes. a table of contents basically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's about because like what it, like how would he even know? Yeah, I was just thinking that 
I was like, wait, so there was two, but no. No, there was not. Yeah. Um, Here, back, box, more. Right, so he starts working on the ciphers, and he's never able to crack it. So this, when he opens the box, mm-hmm. it's... So when they find the treasure, it's 1817. Mm-hmm. It takes them 18 months to mine it, so now it's 1818. Then it takes him a bunch of time to get, like, take it back and forth, obviously. Mm-hmm. So time has passed since then. Mm-hmm. And then Morris couldn't even open the box until 10 years after that. Right. So... We're probably talking somewhere in the mid-1820s or 30s at this point that he starts working on the cipher. Right. And he works on it until 1862. Jesus fuck. And he can't solve it. He finally tells... He finally tells someone else about the cipher. um, And he entrusts one of his very good friends with the information and the box. Okay. So he... This person is going to remain anonymous. They always have been. um, Because they're a very... Like, at the time, they were, like, a very important member of, like, society... Like, the... Bedford County like they were either politically involved or like a rich businessman or something so they didn't want like their name in the spotlight about it and so it's never been like found out no who this person was yeah um but this person apparently was like a pretty affluent businessman in like the area Mm -hmm. and he becomes so wrapped up and obsessed with solving it that he ends up like again for years tries to solve this Mm -hmm. and it becomes such an obsession that after a really long time he becomes like neglectful to his job duties and it starts to, like, affect his literal business. Yeah. Um. So once he kind of, like, snaps out of it and realizes that, he's like, well, like, I can't, like, mm-hmm. you gotta let it go, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um. He decides to give up the search, but over the 20... So he, he tries for 20 years, too. So now it's the 1880s. Yeah. And over that 20 years, he makes a lot more progress than Morris ever did. Yeah. And he realizes that the second cipher... Um, had the Declaration of Independence as its key. So he basically gets to figure out the second letter. He, like, fully transcribes it. Wait, it, the key is the Declaration of Independence? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So it's kind of national treasury. Yeah, it is national treasury. So basically, like, the letters in the Declaration of Independence kind of match up with these letters, and you can use, like, the Declaration of Independence to solve the code, basically. That's crazy. And all of them are different codes? All three of the ciphers are different, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. My boy. <laughs> you could have made it. I know. A right. little easier. Exactly. Um, but it's a lot of treasure, dude. I know, no. So, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, using the Declaration of the Code, he cr- solves a second cipher, and this is what it says. I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. I have deposited in the county of Bedford, about four miles from Buford's, in an excavation or vault, six feet below the surface of the ground, the following articles belonging jointly to the parties whose names are given in number three, herewith. The first deposit consisted of 1,014 pounds of gold and 3,812 pounds of silver, deposited November 1819. The second was made December 1821 and it consisted of 1,907 pounds of gold and 1,280 of silver. Jesus. Also jewels obtained in St. Louis in exchange to save transportation and are valued at $13,000. The above is securely packed with iron pots and iron covers. The vault is roughly lined with stone and the vessels rest on solid stone and are covered with others. Paper number one describes the exact locality of the vault with no difficulty will be had in finding it. So, there's a pretty big fucking treasure in there, according to him. Wow, that's like thousands of pounds. Yeah. Jesus fuck. Right. 
And it kind of makes sense that he uses the Declaration of Independence as a um, key because at that time, like, there weren't that many documents that were widely circulated in society. So, like, it had to be something recognizable that, like, people could actually use to solve the cipher. Mm-hmm. So the Declaration of Independence was, like, one of the only documents at that point that, like, everyone in America knew. Yeah, right. Okay. You know? Yeah. So they def- they deciphered this code, but the other two papers were never deciphered. Um, and so he could not find the treasure and he had no idea who it actually belonged to. Which is kind of weird because you think he would know, like, the families of the people if they all lived in the same fucking town. Yeah. But whatever. I just, sorry, for one second, I'm so sorry I'm going to interrupt with a complete curveball. Mm-hmm. But I um, just had a moment where, you know how you get too um, chonged and mm-hmm. you forget how to swallow? Yeah. And it just, like, sits there, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm never going to swallow again. Yeah. i right here. Okay, sorry. That was so scary for me for a second. No, that's okay. Um, Can you repeat your last, like, two sentences? Yeah, basically, I just said, like, this Morris guy, like, they don't know. They can't decipher the other two. Yeah. So, yeah. So they have no idea who it belongs to, and they have no idea where it is. But now they know what and it so is. And so they just have a story, basically. Uh, and They have a description of what it is. And they have the information that was left for them in the box, which is basically, like, a description of what the ciphers are and, like, how to... Yeah. Do they still have, like, the physical copies of all these things? Yeah. Okay. They do. So, they still have no luck deciphering the other two. And this was starting to affect this guy's business, like Mm -hmm. I said. So, he decides to open the search up to the public starting in 1887. So, the treasure was buried in 1821, like we just heard. Mm-hmm. And so, it's been a long fucking time, and nobody's ever fucking found it. So, he creates a pamphlet detailing the story of Thomas Beale and all the information he knows and titles it The Beale Papers, containing authentic statements regarding the treasure buried in 1819 and 1821 near Buford's in Bedford County, Virginia, and which has never been recovered. Mm-hmm. So, that's the name of the fucking pamphlet. Yeah. They, all these people are long-winded. Yes. Jesus, Fuck. I was like, oh, you're reading, like, the intro. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is the title. So, this anonymous businessman hands off his pamphlet to a publisher named James B. Ward in 1885. That's so weird. Um, The pamphlet was published and sold for distribution by Ward, and for the next 100 years, the public has tried to solve the cipher and find the treasure. And it has still never been ciphered, just, like, solved or found. Oh, my God. So, oh, this is the pamphlet that they distributed nice and they knew it was beal oh because he had given the box the box to morris okay who had given the box to the businessman who made the pamphlet who gave the pamphlet to To a publisher the publisher so do you think it's real um i don't really know i don't either because i here's the thing like it's so difficult to remain anonymous with something that a lot of people obsess over so, like, you would think that, I don't know, or, like, he would have written letters to other people about it, or, like, he would have informed someone about it that would, you know... Right, this anonymous dude is really what makes it sketchy. Yes, like, that is... Yeah. And that is the weird thing. Yeah, so here's some... We're gonna talk, like, modern day now, because this is the story, obviously, of how it got started. And we're gonna talk about, like... Because, uh, uh, like... People have been into trying to solve this for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. So there's... How'd you find this? Um, I think Ranker. 
I don't even know what that is. Good. That's where I get a lot of my shit. <laughs> this podcast, like the website ranker. Oh, I do know what that is. Yeah. I'm going to start looking on that too. I'm really no. sorry. That's my secret spot. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So as modern technology has progressed, our ability to decode encryptions has become better and better. And now we have like computers. Mm-hmm. So that's like literally people's whole jobs. Like, you know, on NCIS, there's people who are working just to like. Yeah. Encryption. encryption. And like yeah. decryption. So, in the 1960s, a supercomputer was used to analyze the codes, um, the other two, like, ciphers and the the second one, so all three, and it found that while the ciphers were not the most well done in the world, they did, in fact, um, mostly encode intelligible text. So, it's not like these are, like, just random fucking letters. Yeah. Like, with no key. Yeah. Like, it looks, as far as, like, the computers can tell, there's actual, like... There, it needs to be decrypted. Right. Like, it's not like this guy just wrote down a random series of letters and numbers and, like, handed it to this guy. Yeah. There's an actual, like, code. Yeah. Or it seems like there is. Like, yeah. it's written, like, that it could be decoded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um. So, let's talk about some issues with the pamphlet. Mm-hmm. Because that's the cipher. Now we're going to talk about the pamphlet. Yeah. So, modern cryptographers have claimed that it is unlikely that the two remaining ciphers are actual English words when translated. A lot of people think that it's a different language. Oh. So the supercomputer said it's probably a code, but, like, they don't think it's English. Oh. What, did he speak other languages? We don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Okay. Also, people have questioned the need for three separate ciphers with at least two separate keys, probably three separate keys. Mm Mm-hmm. For something that could have all gone in a single letter. Like, he could have just done one single letter. Like, he put all of them in the same box. Like, it's not like he sent them to different places. Yeah. So why did he even need to write three letters? Why couldn't he have just written one letter? Right. With all of that information. Yeah. That makes it kind of sketchy, too. Right. Like, they were all given to him at the same time, in the same box. Yeah. With a description of what they were. Like, why couldn't he just put that all in right. a letter? In the first one. Wouldn't also like wouldn't Beale want his family to be able to access the treasure? Like, why would he make it so hard? Right. Um, you would think that he would make it somewhat easy to decipher, yeah. which the second one was somewhat easy to decipher, but not really. Like, they worked on it for a long time. Yeah. Um, but it's also important to know that he did expect to send a key, so he right. thought it was going to be easy, but the key never arrived. Right. But we don't even know if that's true. Um, also, this is another important thing to know, is that you would think that he would want his family to get the treasure, right? Yeah. But he made that the third key on his completely separate note. So someone could just decipher the first two and go steal the treasure and throw out that note entirely. Yeah, and not worry about it. Right. And not give the families that deserve the treasure their treasure. Right. So you would think that he would include all that information on the same note so that... The people who deserve the treasure would rightly get it. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of sketchy, too. Yes. Um, this pamphlet has been analyzed, like I said, um, by cipher linguistic experts. And they say that the same type of language used in the pamphlet is really similar to the type of language used in the second cipher that has been decoded. Like, they sound kind of like they were written by the same person. Okay. Um... Which, this anonymous man. 
this man that will remain right. anonymous. Right. So and it kind of seems like he wrote the ciphers and the pamphlet. And just set, talked about Morris giving it to him. Right. Like, he made up this whole fucking story. Yeah. Okay. So, there might be a reason for that. The original pamphlets went on sale for 50 cents a piece, which in today's money would be $14 a piece. Oh. Okay. And he sold thousands of them. So, he made a shit ton of money doing this. Okay. And nobody's going to find fucking treasure if he just made it up. Right, because there's probably not a treasure. Okay. Wow. But there are also inconsistencies in the idea that Thomas Beale is even a real person who lived in Virginia. I was just going to say. But most of these, like this, there are Thomas Beals who did live in Virginia at that time. But we are missing like a lot of the census data from that time period. Right. Um, that was before they started keeping like strict control of their census data and where it had to be logged and stuff. Well, and just like you have to find like. Really, like how do you things right like how do you even find where trees, people like yeah. lived and stuff so right. that's not like crazy that they can't find anyone that's not like abnormal yeah um so there have been many search efforts in bedford county virginia um but nothing has ever been found but there are two there are mountains in this area and a very dense forest so i feel like it's just like yeah crazy right there. yeah so i don't know Okay, well, so what do you post, think, guys? Post Beale Papers thing, I think that this is all a made up story that someone sold to a publisher. Me too, but I want it to be real. I know it's really cool. It is really cool, and, and like, I, I love, love the love idea of treasure, treasure. <laughs> which yeah. is weird because you hate the movie The Goonies, but I love. I've never seen The Goonies. What? Who I'm... was I taught? Who hates The Goonies? Maybe Jenny. I don't know. So one of my friends like, hey, I love, we're watching that movie. Okay. I love that movie. It's like my favorite like childhood movie, like okay. one of them. Um, okay guys, that's the Beale Ciphers. What do we think? Are they real? I don't think so. I wish they were. Let us know. Let us know. Emily, do you want to go rematch? Let's go rematch. Woo! Well, we are back. We are back. And I just realized what I'm going to do for next week and I'm excited. Hee hee hee. Okay. All right. Oh, we need to talk about when we're going to do that. Are we doing that next Monday? Why? I'm just asking. Yeah, we can. Next Monday, I like the You guys, thank you so much for being <laughs> with us for our planning. Segment. We, like, try to record on Mondays, but, like, Monday has not really been, like, a solid day for us, I would say, yeah. the way Wednesdays were, but I think it's we fine for do now. A, I think we can do a, a Monday night as solid as a Wednesday night. I think so, too, but I think I'm going to, like, once school is done, it's going to be a lot easier for me to do that. Yeah, I agree. Okay guys we're back we're back because yeah. basically the reason is that monday is my first day off yes and so it's hard to end my classes on mondays yeah right now so it's yeah. like it's the very beginning of my week so i can't even like catch up on research if that makes sense yeah like yeah. I, it has to be like 100%. done well again but. thank you so much for staying with us for the planning <laughs> you just leave all the logistics meeting <laughs> okay i need to drink of my water because i feel like i'm gonna i feel like we had a good giggle <laughs> during our break did we not really but i was it was i had i'm just like feeling happy <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i'm saying i wish like, i would have recorded that you were like grabbing the top uh, yeah of i'm like stimming right now yeah like, like, like fully rubbing stimming. her her <laughs> headphones and saying i'm just i'm just happy right now i like really i don't know okay we're gonna cut that out what because sometimes i really think i have like a sensory like processing disorder or something well, who cares? If you do, hell you yeah. Don't. Okay, hell yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're, we're not cutting that out. 
Okay. So I just haven't been diagnosed with one, but like I think I have one. Yeah, but you have. It's pretty obvious. You have a sensory thing. It's fine. I have a sensory. I don't. I may not have a disorder, but I have sensory. I'm just a sensitive girly. I'm just physically sensitive. Yes. You're a sensitive girly. In whatever way is fine. Thank because you. if you have a sensory disorder, then that's also fine. Who fucking cares? You're right. Just listen She's to the so podcast. Supportive. <laughs> She's so supportive. Okay, we're leaving that in. <laughs> like, we'll cut that out. Okay. No, I hope She's it... She's so does supportive. Hope, I do hope it stays in. I'm pretty okay. chongied, if anyone couldn't tell. It's I'm been a while since we've, I've gotten this chongied for this. Well, welcome well, to chewing gum. How do you feel about gum? I love gum. Okay. I learned how to blow a bubble, and it was, like, the best day of my yeah. childhood, I think. <laughs> um, my mom and Sullivan do not do gum, ever. And you cannot chew it around them. Really? Yeah. Did you know that about Sullivan? No. I, like, I want to start chewing more gum, actually. <laughs> just in general. No, not like, because of that fact, but no, just in general. Like, yeah, I've been like thinking about as it. As a fact. Yeah, I got a bunch of gum, actually. Yeah. A recent shopping trip. Like, I feel like I go through phase. I think I'm entering, like, a gum phase. Like, I'm just, like... <laughs> the other day, I was like, I should buy some gum. Who's buying... Who, who's in their gum phase? Who's I'm, not? Let I'm us kind know. of in a gum phase. I think I'm in a gum phase as well. I'm just entering the gum phase. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, we constantly talk... I feel like this is a pretty common subject amongst amongst us about swallowing gum we talk about it a lot and then everyone every time we have the conversation <laughs> we say it a lot a one lot. of us it's a different person every time in the friend group but one of us will be like oh i just swallowed my gum like it's gonna be in there for seven years and then somebody else goes do you actually believe that and then somebody's like yeah i like kind of do and then they're like no that's completely wrong and then they'd be like and then and then i says, say i always say at this point in the conversation i always say I swallowed every piece of gum I've ever yeah. eaten. And then everyone in the everyone in the conversation <laughs> whips their head <laughs> and looks at me like I am literally like I have four heads. And I always at some point interject with my mom used to tell me that <laughs> I couldn't swallow it. Like my mom used to say, like, that would be really bad if I swallowed it. Yeah, no, I've swallowed every piece of gum I've ever eaten. <laughs> Pretty much. Unless I just don't feel like swallowing it. Oh my god! I'm still here. That's what I always yeah. say. I'm, I'm still here. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys just went through a whole conversation. With <laughs> you us. guys just went, were at brunch with us, basically. Yeah, that's like what we talked about. Okay, yeah, and it does come up a lot in our friend group. It does. So, um, there is kind of like a smidge of truth behind that. Okay. Okay. So, like scientifically, you know, bodies. you're about to tell me I have 24 years <laughs> no, of the gum no, 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 no. in my stomach. No, so our bodies can't digest a gum, the gum base, the base of what makes chewing gum. Okay. So, basically, it doesn't stay in your stomach forever. It, like, comes out in exactly the same form. Right, it's like poop gum. It's <laughs> like corn. Ew, yeah, 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 don't say that. Okay, yeah. I'm cutting but, that out. Okay, yeah, but I'm saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, it comes exactly doesn't change in right it still comes out of your body though it's yes, not in yes. your stomach your stomach just doesn't digest it yeah it does not digest it there's a lot of things that our acid. stomach doesn't yeah. digest right exactly so um <laughs> what were you about to fucking i'm gonna say something so gross but i have to tell the story <laughs> okay you guys i might cut it out no you cannot say it then is it's it the corn dog thing? no oh Okay. One time, my dog, my first dog, her name is Sierra. I loved her so much. <laughs> but she, like, got into our cabinet and ate an entire bag of um those mini colored marshmallows. Cute! But she pooped them all out. Like, they did not digest. 
Oh, really? That's yeah. so funny. So she pooped rainbow poop, basically. <laughs> yeah. Because it was full of little mini marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> so funny <laughs> that's really cute yeah that's funny okay <laughs> so um yeah so when it comes up next time we'll both know <laughs> yeah now we know yeah okay here's some fast facts because i know you love a fast yes. fact studies have shown that chewing gum actually helps you concentrate and um with memory as it relieves tension in your muscles and it increases alertness wow i feel like i always crave gum during like a test yeah so that like makes sense. Or like, I feel when like I'm you're always studying. chewing gum during a test. Or when you're like studying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fully. We're gonna be in a gum phase. There's gonna be gum. Well, I've heard it's actually like I don't know if you have this fact in there, but like I've heard it's actually good for your teeth. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. And you know I have teeth issues, so I've been like saying that I need to start chewing more gum. Yeah. It, there's some gums that can really help like the buildup of plaque throughout the day. Yeah. Like at all. So. Right. Yeah um chewing gum burns about 11 calories an hour see yeah we're <laughs> we're entering we're a fucking this. chewing phase um as swallowing re- relieves pressure in your head it's normal people use it on airplanes yeah so i think my I'm, mom always packs yeah. us a pack of gum my mom always makes little treat bags when we go yeah, on trips right um because my mom is a fucking angel and she always puts a pack of gum in there yeah and and i feel that's just, like that's just like a jet a universal fact you go on a plane you chew gum yes like you're doing everyone it. Has, everyone someone has it. a gum someone has gum on the plane yes someone near very near you probably you, you or the or next your mom neighbor has yeah. Gum. yeah okay so <clears throat> but we like the reason the gum is so helpful is that because swallowing relieves all that pressure in your head um it and when you chew gum you increase um activity in your salivary glands by um, 250%. So wow. you have to swallow more because you wow. have more spit in your mouth. That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. It was like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But that does make sense. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite kind of gum? Um, I, Jake and I actually just had this conversation. We talk about gum a lot. Yeah. We are big gum people. <laughs> um, mine is sweet mint. I like sweet mint, specifically double mint. Oh, Okay. Like double mint gum. Yeah. Like okay. Like the spearmint flavor. I... Or extra yes. spearmint. No. I'm Are not you a, a peppermint? Oh, no. I am a spearmint more than a peppermint. Yeah. But I'm like an Orbit sweet mint. I do like sweet mint, too. Because it's just like so... It just like tastes like a treat. <laughs> yeah. The pepper... The spearmint extra gum is like my go-to gum. Have you ever been a cinnamon flavor gum person? No. No, me either. No. And I did get peppermints because I, okay, I'm going to normalize this right now. I am a sleep eater. So I, if I can, I will eat food in the middle of the night that I don't have any recollection of eating. And, um, if I have stuff that's like, uh, like that, where it takes me longer to eat it, I don't eat eat as much. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. That's really cool. Yeah. But you found that out. So it helps. I was just going to say, I feel like we need to get into gum because I have a little bit of an oral fixation. Yeah. And I feel like it kind of helps that. We're normalizing so much shit on this episode. Yeah. Okay. Like, I just like doing things with my mouth. I'm a pick, like, I chew my nails and, like, so if I have something going on, I feel like it'll just be better. Yeah. Okay. 
So, and it's better than smoking uh, cigarettes, which I've never done, but... It's better than hitting a vape. <laughs> also, I've never done that, but yeah. <laughs> okay, anyways. So, um, just so everyone knows, Wanna Match Podcast is... Anti-cigarette, anti-tobacco. <laughs> Bet you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I know, yeah, you would assume something. I just need people to know that about me. I, okay. like, do not smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I'm, I don't actually need people no, to know No, I need people to know Okay, that. perfect. Um, so let's talk about the history of chewing gum. There's evidence of people chewing on something long-term. So like just yeah, constant chewing, uh, specifically birch bark tar. Ooh. Yeah. Um, in Europe about 9,000 years ago. Experts think that it was for medicinal purposes to help with toothaches. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chewing gum in America started kind of with, like, the Mayan era. Um, they chewed on something Chicle. called... Chicle. Yeah. yeah. I, you learn about that in Spanish all yeah. the time. Yes. Derived from a sapodilla tree. I have it. Oh, that's that, cool. Yeah. Derived from a sapodilla tree as survival instincts because they were, you know, if they had moments where they were thirsty or hungry, like, you can chew gum and it, like, kind of distracts your body. Yeah. Um, from being, you know, hungry and thirsty. Wow. Um, the Aztecs also used chicle just, like, in their everyday life. So much so that, like, they had etiquette around how you're supposed to chew gum or who's supposed oh, to chew wow. gum, where you're supposed to chew gum. Um, so only single women and children were allowed to chew gum in public. Um, married women would use it to freshen their breath in private, and men used it, like, specifically to clean food out of their teeth. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first commercial use of gum is like the late 1840s. Okay. Um, the creator, John Curtis, made gum by boiling resin. Oh. Coating it in cornstarch. Like the resin for like a violin? Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't think. That's rosin. That's not resin. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. I don't exactly know what kind of resin they're talking about. Right. Because like, when I think of resin, I just think of those people who make those stupid fucking cups. Oh, yeah. I think it's it might be that texture. Yeah, but that's but like, like just straight plastic. Yeah. There's no way that's what they're talking about. Yeah. I think it, but it was, um, I think it's like a sap. Okay. Um, I could be wrong about that. Resin. Yeah. That makes my accent come out. Resin. Resin. No, but I think they call it rosin. If for a violin. Okay, I know, but it's not the same thing. Right, but I know, but that just makes my accent, my Midwestern accent come out very strong. Razzin. Razzin. <laughs> okay, so they would cut it into thin strips, coat it with cornstarch, and um, so it wouldn't stick together. Hell yeah. And then just like fucking package it up and you can chew like on big some Big League chew. Yeah. <laughs> I love Big League chew. Oh, we're going to get there. Um, <laughs> the 1850s, the Mexican president Antonio Lopez de Antasana... Oh, Santa Ana, um, gives a piece of chicle to a uh, random inventor. His name is Thomas Adams, with the goal for Adams to create something that would replace rubber because the um, Mexicans were at war and they wanted to um, use the surplus amount of chicle that they had for more... Um, More rubber, I guess. Like to see if they could use that instead of rubber. Yes. So they give it to an inventor. Oh, rubber, like, 
I think it's really hard to make rubber. Like, I think I, it's, like, a, like, scientifically, like, a very hard process. Yeah, I have no idea. Either I way, don't know either, and I was going to ask if it's, is rubber just, pl- like, is rubber plastic? Or is it different than plastic? I don't know. Someone's going to have to do rubber. Because yeah. I now need to know everything about yeah, rubber. Yeah, let us know, you guys. Please, someone help. Okay, call in. <laughs> I just feel like I episode. remember learning about it in, like, chemistry, and it's, like, very yeah. difficult. Okay, so either way. Um, they're like, Chicle has a similar, like, could, maybe it could be used as rubber. Yeah. Um, or for the production of rubber, like right. an ingredient in it. Um, so eventually realized that Chicle is not strong enough to like take rubber's place. Mm. Um, and Antonio Lopez. Like de- balloons are rubber, right? No, those are latex. What even is rubber? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking TikTok thing I've, I've ever heard it, bro. What even is rubber? What even is, but what is it? I don't know, Sydney. Name one thing me. with rubber. A tire. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Band. Okay, I'm back, guys. <laughs> Whew, sorry. I really didn't know. I had no fucking idea, dude. I was I was out. What even is rubber? I did not know. (laughs) Okay. You're back with us. Yeah. So I'm saying yes, I think it's plastic, right? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe like similar ingredients. Like a derivative or something? Or like the way they prepare it is different? I don't know, guys. Yeah, me either. Okay. (laughs) We're back with um, Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana is like, nah, I'm not into this anymore. Like... Okay, you failed. It's not gonna yeah. work. Goodbye. I'm just gonna go back to chewing my big league chew. <laughs> no, they're like fucking resin and not. <clears throat> yeah, they're chicle. Oh, well, they. Che- yeah, I guess he would be using chicle, but that, that wasn't my turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, by. And Adams d- wasn't like. I, was like, I feel like I can make more from this. Like something. I can do something with this. Yeah, he was like, like maybe it's not rubber, it. but it's something. Yeah, but we. I feel big bucks here. Yes, exactly. So, by the 1880s, um, the gum was being sold across the United States with chicle as the main ingredient. Okay. Um, was it, like, similar to today's gum, or, like, what was it like? No, it was It was probably, like, in these pictures, you guys, it kind of looks like, like, taffy. Like, Laffy Taffy. Yeah, so I think it was more... Or, like, when people pull those, like, sugar ropes. Yeah, I think it was more just the texture and they of gum. Them on the, have you seen those TikToks? Yes. Yes. So I want to do that. They have celeb- That's how famous we need to get that we can get onto that TikTok. Yeah, we because they have like people like TikTokers go on there. Yeah, we should also. Sarah do- Shower did it. Really? Yeah. We should also do, um, other weird activities like that. Yeah, like, we like should that's pearl just an fun. Well, do, do you have you ever eaten an oyster? Yes. I bet. Okay. How are you? Are you pro or nay oysters? Um. Because that's something that I would think you would hate. <laughs> like, absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I don't love the texture. Right. At all. Right. I am neutral on oysters. I'll have one if somebody wants I almost one. just said, like, don't you always get oyster whatever and you get clam chowder. Clam chowder. Evan really likes oysters. Yes. Evan does like oysters. Okay. Yeah, because we've talked about it before. He's like, I want to get oysters. I was like, I'd have one. <laughs> that's what I always say. <laughs> um. Okay. So, we're jumping to the 20th century. William Wrigley Jr. We were in 1800s? 1880s. It's starting cool. to be, like, manufactured and, like... Okay, so that's when the Beale Papers were written. Oh, a connecting episode, <laughs> Connecting the dots. Um, <laughs> he was okay. chewing cheek, like... Okay. 
So a soap salesman in Philadelphia, William Wrigley, moved to Chicago. Oh, I know where this is going. And he jumped into the gum game. Wow. So basically he starts um, offering the retailers that he was selling soap to. He's like, um, he would offer them different like trial samples of gum to just like put on their shelves, like by the fucking counter. Yeah. And, um, he would give them to, for, um, free things just for stocking his gum. Um, so he was selling like soap and gum. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, he would give people free cans of like baking powder or something that like they were in need of. Yeah. This is like a general store. Yeah. For that. (laughs) So funny. Okay. So in 1893, so this is just before the 20th century. Sorry. Um, he launches Juicy Fruit and Wrigley's Spearmint Gum. Okay. Yes, juicy fruit is bomb, but it loses its flavor way too fast to be like yeah. your everyday gum. Yeah. I, also, I need like a mint. Yes, I also kind of like. I like that it freshens breath. Yeah, but I like a good juicy fruit like every once in a while. Yeah, I agree. I could or like a a fruit mento. Yeah, that's not a gum. Really, that's less for me. Really, I like juicy fruit a lot. That's like my grandpa would always give me juicy fruit. I would. I had a weird fruit Mentos kick. My I don't think I've ever had a fruit Mentos. I'm gonna get fruit Mentos. Okay, and have you try them? Okay, <laughs> next next uh, week join us. Next week join us for that trial run. <laughs> um, okay, so he outspent all of his competitors in marketing and advertising. So that's why you need a social media manager to contact <laughs> MBD Media. <laughs> Um, oh my god, this for this one is sponsored by the NRA. Oh yeah. Huh. <laughs> Weird. Grandpa would love that. Okay. So basically the company starts sending out millions of sticks of gums to Americans who are listed in the like the first couple phone books. Oh. And we'll just start sending fucking... Like free gum? Yeah. Like, just try this gum. Oh, that's amazing. I know. I would love to get a little package of gum to try. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's so cool. I know. So, um... I love a silly little treat like that. So, that made them the only, like, household name gum brand. Right. Like, the two, like, Juicy Fruit. Well, if you've never tried gum... Right, and you, like... Like, and someone sends you free gum, and you eat it, that's the kind of gum you're always gonna get. Yeah, you're like, okay, well, so... This is now my favorite gum. He's, like, fucking surpassed his whole thing. So that's why you need marketers, people. Yeah, marketing is everything. Yes. Okay, so competitor Frank Fleer was worried about the jump sales in his rival Wrigley. So he's also creating gum. Clearly, he's not the household name anymore. No, he's not. So, he wanted gum that would actually blow bubbles. Like, a good fucking yeah. bubble. So, a, a lot of people just, like, naturally smack their gum. Obviously, if you have that, like, if you have gum in your mouth, you, like, try and blow bubbles. It's just, like, a natural human instinct. <laughs> right. When you don't I need to be how to told, blow a bubble. Oh. Yeah, you don't need to be told to try and blow a bubble. Yeah. You know? Like, you just tried and yes. did um, But he wanted a gum that was perfect for blowing those bubbles. Oh, and no, he creates double bubble. I don't like the taste of double bubble. Really? Well, it's the juiciness is perfect. I agree, but the taste to me is just like medicine-y. Okay. I can get behind that. Um, so 
Also, taking away people's alcohol and prohibition led to huge spikes in both of, both of these gum sales because it would um, was used to take the smell of alcohol off your breath. Oh, yes. And so, which is me, whenever I go out, I bring gum <laughs> and I fucking just chew it for just a second because I just hate that, like... Because I hate when people, like, lean into my face and have alcohol yeah. breath. It, like, freaks me out. So I don't want to be that person. Oh, my God. I'm that person. You don't. I don't actually think you are that person. Okay. I have never had that experience with you. And well, I would also, tell you. I'm not really the type of drunk. I don't think to, like, get super close to someone. Yeah, exactly. I still maintain my boundary yeah, borders, like, even person. when I'm drunk. You are not that person. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> um, okay, so... Huge spiking gum sales. People, um, one brand even said that their spearmint gum would take your breath away. Oh, love that. Yeah. So let's talk about modern gum. Modern gum is um, usually made with uh, the following ingredients. Gum base, sweeteners, softeners, flavors, colors, and powder coating. Okay. Um, Gum manufacturers go fucking hard. They have specific physical and chemical processes that allow for like like longer lasting like flavor release oh like so they um i do like the gum that has the little kind of like crystally chunks in there okay you know what i'm talking about yes i do like a um icebreaker yeah a little bit yeah yes like it just has like a nice pop we should do a video of us trying different gums like ranking gums yeah we yeah actually that we need to put that on the schedule somewhere (laughs) okay so um, gum has a lot of benefits, your brain function, your dental health, um, faster recovery after surgery. Oh, wow. I don't know exactly why that is. I didn't... It's probably because you're getting your body moving. Yeah. I mean, if it's doing like 11 calories an hour, like that's not a ton. Right. You're like... kind of just kickstarting your yeah. digestive system and your like a muscle like muscles. Yeah. Um, so, and it's shown to ne- neutralize acid in the esophagus. Oh, I need that. Yeah. So, it reduces stomach issues. Yeah, I have very bad heartburn. <sighs> yes. Problems. So, we're going to be gum people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, um, um, there obviously is some not some great things about gum. We all know that. Like, people smack the fuck out of it. It's so annoying. Yeah. Um. But, like, it's a choking hazard sometimes. Uh, yeah. Environmentally creating it, it is not great. Um, I think there's a time and place for gum chewing as oh, well. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yes. Um, there are potential carcinogens in gum. Damn. Or there's a potential for carcinogens in gum. So, I mean, I still am full wholeheartedly a gum person, but I think that, like, you, everything has a downside, you know? Yeah. You're like, no, I don't, no, want, I don't want to be a gum person. <laughs> really? No, I probably will still. No, I'm a full-ass gum person. There's too many benefits. I agree. <laughs> also, like, can't we just start making, like, organic gum? Oh, there actually might be. Yeah, there probably is at Whole Foods. Yeah, we should look into that. Yeah. Or, like, a more chicle e gum. Right, like a more, like, natural... We will look into that, and we'll let you guys know, and it'll be in the video. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Okay, so Singapore even banned gum. Yeah, because it's, like, people, like, spit it everywhere. Yeah, and it was, like, disgusting. So chewing gum has been banned in Singapore since, um, what else do I have on here? Oh, this is the making gum. 
Working at a candy factory would be so fun. I just saw the play Willy Wonka, so <laughs> that's out. why I think that. <laughs> okay, that's my last picture. But um, it started because people <coughs> were like disposing it under shit and it was ruining stuff. Right, like that's why, that's literally the only reason you can have gum in school. Also, so you don't put it in people's hair. Yeah, my mom will tell you the most. I said, my mom. My mom. <laughs> wow, this is a Midwestern episode, y'all. <laughs> Grab um, your Midwestern hat. Tractor. I almost just said something that would give away the state we lived in. Uh, <laughs> well, don't say that. Yeah. Um. So, my mom, one summer, did, like, uh, they had, like, a seasonal um, cleaning crew that comes through all the schools and, like, absolutely deep cleans the fuck out of them. Okay, so one summer when I was in, like, Early elementary yeah, school. Yeah, in my school district, they just paid, like, high schoolers to do it. Oh, yeah. So, basically, it was kind of like that. It was, like, my mom had a full-time job, like, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But she worked at a school, so she had the summers off, so she just did it for, like... Wait, her. what did your mom do at the schools? My mom was, like, in the dietary. Like, she was, like... Oh. She was, like, an elementary lunch lady, and, like... Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's so cute. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And she did, like, all, like, the ordering and yeah. stuff. Isn't that so cute? It is cute. Um... But, yeah, so obviously she had the summers off. Mm -hmm. So. She would then join the cleaning crew. Yeah, she would just do, like, the deep cleaning. And she told me about having to scrape gum off shit. Yep. Like, just sit under there. And she's like, I I literally cannot do it. I cannot have gum anymore. And Sullivan just doesn't like the smell. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it is gross. Like, nobody, like, (laughs) I feel like if they would have just allowed gum in schools, kids would have, like, responsibly learned how to, like, throw it away, and then they wouldn't have had to hide it it under the desk. You know? Yeah. Because it's the only time I put my gum under a desk is when I had to, like, hide it. Yeah. One time, I sat down on a plane. I was probably, like, nine years old, and so I hadn't learned yet that, like, planes are, like, disgusting. Um, And I, like, wrapped my hands around the handle of the seats you know, because I was like nine and I put my hand right in fresh gum. Like whoever was on the plane, like before me had like just left their gum. Like sick. And it got all over me. Like, cause I was like nine. Like I didn't know what I was doing. So like I pulled it up and it like got all over my clothes and like. Yucky. Yeah. It's disgusting. It is gross. Either swallow it or throw it away. But what I'm saying is, is if we taught kids how to properly like dispose of gum and like made it not a big deal, I feel like they wouldn't put it under the desk. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, you can get, like, a $6,000 fine. In Singapore or in... In Singapore. If you don't, if you chew gum without a prescription. Because sometimes you can, like, like, Nicorette or, like... Yeah. Like, gums like that that have, like, a specific, like, function for your body. Right. Um, or prescribed by a doctor, you can get $6,000 in fine. Wow. And right now in the U.S., we consume, uh, enough, just in the U.S., uh, consume enough gum... To make a stick of gum that's five or three point five million miles long. Wow! So that stick would wrap around the equator hundred and fifty times. Whoa! Like per year? Yeah. Damn, that's a lot of gum. That is a lot of fucking gum. But then I know people who will constantly have gum on them. Right. Like multiple packs. Like gum. 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 Yep. Do you have gum? Jake is sometimes that gum person. Jake me. is a gum guy. Yep. I'm becoming a gum girl. That's just yeah. Um, I me too. We're make we're making a video of it, you guys. Remind if this comes out and the video's not up, say hey, where's that video? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, where's that video? Hey guys, where's that video? Oh wow, this that will mean good... that will mean that in three weeks we'll. <sighs> okay. Yeah. 
It's just a gum trial. I'm just stressed. <laughs> okay. With that, you guys, honestly, <laughs> we're all a little stressed here. It's late. We've not recorded late, late. this late in a long time. Yeah. And I'm tired. City's tired. We want you <laughs> to go and connect with us on social media. We're at One Match Pod um, on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. You can send us an email if you have like a good idea. If you see a specific ranker, we can all be on there together. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, send it our way. Our, our emails wantamatchpod at gmail.com. And rate, review, and subscribe. What fuels you? What fuels you? Tell Tell us. us. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.